Hey everybody, welcome to the B Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake. Episode 105. Happy Wednesday, Jake. How's it going? Well, I'm alive, so it's all good over here. Uh, it's almost Halloween. Are you dressing up for Halloween, Jake? Uh, yes, I am. I'm dressing up as a 49er fan. While wow, wearing a mask. Creative. While wearing a mask. Wow, yeah, for very social creative, distancing. very creative. Nice, nice, nice. For social distancing. Can you tell my Take mask is on? Take your mask off. They won't be able to understand when you speak. Future? Mask off by future? Thoughts? Thoughts? Well, happy Halloween. It's the 28th. We're almost there. Um, my costume will be out on the 31st. Feel free to see it on my Instagram. As of right now, I will not be revealing what I will be. Stay tuned, though. Mm. Well, Jake, let's talk about the best team in the Bay Area. Yep, San Jose Earthquakes. Well, the season's coming to a close here. They've, I think they tied their last game and lost their – wait. They tied their second to last game and then lost their last game. But they have three games left on the season. They're in a playoff p- spot right now. If they oh, win wow. two games, I think they're in. But I don't know how soccer stuff works. Uh, so hopefully they went out and go to the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that is your San Jose Earthquake Minute. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the second best team in the Bay Area. The San Jose Sabercats. Well, they don't have a franchise anymore, so that sucks. Well, let's move on then. Let's talk about the third best team in the Bay Area, and that's the Santa Clara 49ers, the a.k.a. San Francisco 49ers, who are currently fourth in the division, but hold the record of four and three, who played against the Seattle Sea fucks yeah. who are five and one. They are playing in Seattle this week at one twenty five in Century Link Field. Um should be should be a good game. But let's uh do a little overview of the Seattle team first. Um Seattle did lose to the Cardinals in an OT thriller game last week. Jake and I talked about it on our last episode. Um I was t- I-, I thought it was uh, on the same almost on the same level as the Chiefs Ram games from a couple years ago, that same back and forth type feel. Um, but obviously not a, not the same amount of points scored, but it was a, a back and forth. I liked the it's massive thrill of a game. Um, there was news today in Seattle. Uh, they did trade for two-time Pro Bowler Carlos Dunlap to help their shit defense. Uh, but he actually won't be able to play this week again uh, due to uh, all the COVID, uh, COVID, all the COVID protocols and stuff. I think uh, so. He is leaving uh, Cincinnati. He's been wanting to get traded. He hates being. One five and one, I think, in Cincinnati. So he is out of there in in Seattle. He's also been there for a decade. So yeah, he's been there really for yeah a very long time. Um, so do you think that that? I mean, they have really no one on their defensive line at all. Do you think he will actually help their defense, Jake? I mean, he can't hurt their defense, but I don't think he's gonna be like a huge like difference maker. I don't think he's been. Okay. I don't know his stats, but I haven't heard I haven't heard Carlos Dunlap's Dunlap's name in a while. Let's actually check right now. Yeah, I I mean that defense. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit down, but um, they are on the script. They are just not good at all this whole entire year. Um, obviously, they get a lot of points scored in them. They can't keep up with any offense. So, let's see right now. As of right now, let me check his stats. This year, he has one sack. 
That's not that's not great. Through seven games, and that was against the Baltimore Ravens, but the Cincinnati lost twenty-seven to three. Uh, but I mean, a second Lamar Jackson, that's pretty good. But um, only one in the season. I mean, I mean, he probably add a lot of pressure to opposing quarterbacks in the NFC West and the and whoever else the Seahawks play. But as of right now, I don't see him being a lot of help. Uh, I tweeted out that he's not going to do shit, really, in my opinion. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, like I said, he was not going to be playing this week. Um, so we shall wait and see. Um, moving on to the offensive side for the Seahawks, uh, a big question I think that might seems pretty relevant. I'm going to ask you: Is Wilson is, is Russell Wilson Tyler Lockett the best quarterback receiver duo in the NFL, Jake? Hmm. And if they aren't, could you name me a better duo than them? Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um. Make your case. Make an argument here. I just want to see what you're thinking. Well, I'm not saying they're the best. I agree that Lockett and Wilson are the best. I'm just saying you just told me to, you just told me to give you a different name, like a. No, I told you if they aren't, who would you pick ahead of them? Well, to me, they are was. the best one. But if I had to pick one that I would rival against them, um, yeah, Rogers and um. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, yes. I almost called him I almost called him Greg Jennings. <laughs> Another uh Packers receiver. But yeah, to me, Lockett and Wilson are the best duo. Maybe even Wilson and Metcalf. I mean, Wilson's that good. Wilson and anyone, really. But Devontae Adams has had what, two hundred yards last game? Like thirteen catches for two weeks one- ago. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, he was on fire last game. Um, then then lock it this week. Had right? 50 points. <laughs> I think 15 I mean, catches, 200 yards, three TDs. I mean, I, I, I feel like they're... First of all, it's deep ball, and then Tyler Lockett's speed just down anywhere on the field. He can just catch whatever. The one toe tap in the end zone. Um, I mean, I think they are the, the best uh, quarterback duo uh, in the NFL. Um, other names, like you said, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can put maybe Matt Ryan, Julio Jones there. Um, who who else? Um, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. But as of right now, I think they're on another tier and everyone else is just down below them. Um, we've seen them do it time and time again, how well they have been. And Russell Wilson's, like you said, can throw even DK Metcalf. Possibly, if DK Metcalf doesn't fumble the ball before he scores a touchdown. Um, but yeah, that's just one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Another thing that we got to worry about this week is that Russell Wilson, another mobile quarterback to deal with. Um, he was a leading rusher for the Seahawks last week. I think he had like 67 rushing yards against uh, the Cardinal defense. So yet again, um, obviously we bottled up Cam Newton last week, but he's a di- Russell Wilson is a different type of running quarterback, right? He really likes to get out of the pocket. Not not like designed runs, not like Cam Newton. Uh, obviously, him and Kyler Murray have we've seen countless comparisons between the two, and we've obviously had the fits with Kyler Murray week one, and now Russell Wilson in week eight. But they did face Cam Newton last week, who is a mobile quarterback, and they completely shut him down. Yeah, but I already alluded to before. I said that if you were listening, I said Russell Wilson's more of out of pocket guy, whereas Cam Newton's more. I'm gonna run power inside the middle and stuff like that. So it's still mobile, but yeah, yeah, Wilson's I, a no, different I totally animal. I agree, but what I'm saying, if you can hear me out, is that 
it's two different mobile type of quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was going to well, say as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're getting that. So what I'm saying is, like I said, Russell Wilson, the type of guy, not on, they're not going to call design runs for Russell Wilson. He's the kind of guy to get out of the pocket, outside of in between the hashes, near the numbers, near the sideline, anything like that. And then if it's not there for him, he's running. Which, like I said before, Seattle, uh, San Francisco's defense has had trouble, a.k.a. week one against Kyler Murray. He had like that 41, 40-yard touchdown run. So, no, I completely agree. I'm new mobile quarterback. But, again, he's the kind of guy, design runs, quarterback power, Inside between the tackles and stuff like that, he's not like a high type of guy like Russell Wilson, like I said. So why why don't they run design runs for Russell Wilson? You think? Oh gosh, because um, I no, would. That's a really good question. I mean, I would. I mean, more of I think the more of the design run is like a quarterback power, right? But Cam Newton is like six seven. Russell Wilson isn't the type of guy to power your way for a quarterback power, which is you know designed for five or seven yards. Or even four yards. So I feel like that's not the type of play design for him. And I think. I mean, well, obviously he can run a yeah. quarterback draw if he wanted to. Because I think the but, Ravens, even with Lamar Jackson, I think they run some. No, they for sure run quarterback power with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. But well, Lamar is six three. While Wilson's five eleven at that. So I mean, I mean height doesn't really mean much. I mean, but, they could, but, but I think what I'm alluding to is that. I mean, like you even said, Lamar Jackson's a little bit bigger. He is, yeah. Lamar has like Cam running back is toughness. Fucking massive, um, but I feel like that's not Russell Wilson's play style to go downhill and run yeah. like that. <laughs> His is to get out of the pocket if it's not if if the pass play isn't there, and if it's not to take off. And he does. He's a goddamn magician in the in the, in the pocket. Because Lamar, to get out of yeah, Lamar takes shots. Like he gets hit a lot. Absolutely. But he always bounces back. He's like a running back toughness to him. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm he'll not get saying, hit and then he'll like bounce off like you were saying, yeah. and like spin move or something like that, and keep going if you want. Yeah, I'm not saying Wilson's soft by any means because he's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen. Um, but like, they yeah, had two different play styles really. I mean, they run power yeah. Lamar. I was like, but I've never, I've never seen him like run like a design. They probably have, but I haven't, I haven't seen a design run for Russell Wilson, which makes yeah, me, I, yeah. I, I couldn't think of a time. To be honest, like I like I maybe maybe they have done it. Obviously, um, we only watch the games. I don't think they've ever done it with against the 49ers because obviously we watch all of those games. But maybe against another team, I, I wouldn't think they ever ever design QB run. To be honest, unless it's a read option. I mean, but that's an option play. So we also do have some news about the Niners. We'll get into that later, though. Yeah, keep your yeah if you want to. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is. So, but. Let's talk about the Seattle defense, um, who's been absolutely atrocious uh, this whole entire year, giving up points left and right, uh, up and down the field. Um, they're actually uh, giving up an average of 28.6 points per game. It's pretty yikes. Um, one thing to think about that is that the 49ers offense, uh, through seven games, Seattle already had their bye, so that averages through six games. The 49ers offense through seven games is on average uh, scores about 25 and 25.8 points per game so roughly about the same uh average there about scoring points and letting up points on the seattle side um so we'll see how um that goes obviously we scored 33 against the patriots last week and they have a somewhat i mean they had they had guys on their defense but especially in the secondary but they just couldn't get it done um seattle like we said doesn't really have 
in their front seven, obviously they have KJ Wright, they have Bobby Wagner, but aside from that, there's really is no one on that defensive line to really pressure um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, um, it is a division game, so everything is a lot harder. I mean, they know each other and stuff like that, but I think they'll be able to score points this week. Jake? Yeah, yeah and also there's no there's no home field advantage for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a neutral site game in a way. But I'm sure they'll they'll probably pipe in some crowd noise. Uh, I mean, which Seattle. they've been probably doing this whole entire year. But yeah, yeah. they're twelve. Which I think they've I think they've sure. always done that. To be honest, yeah. there's no way they're that loud. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think my for some reason I think the Niners are, are going to steamroll the Seahawks this week. Like I don't know why, but I just feel like they're going to just kill them without Debo, without you know Jeff Wilson, without Raheem Mostert. Um, but as I as I said or as I alluded to earlier about some news the Niners made, uh, the Niners made a bunch of roster moves which could help for this Sunday. Uh, they opened the practice windows for Tevin Coleman, Kawan Williams, and Jordan Reed, who are all currently in injury reserve and all could play Sunday against the Seahawks if they make it through the week. Okay, so they may lose Debo and they may lose Wilson, but they may also gain. Coleman and Jordan Reed to that offense. Um, I hate Tevin Coleman. Yeah, but they need they need a running back body. But yeah, yeah. Um, hope he has a Jeff Wilson game. But also the Niners signed to their practice squad Alex Barrett, who they cut yesterday. Chris mm-hmm. Finke, a wide receiver. I don't know who that is. And the cornerback Parnell Motley to their team's practice squad and released Josiah Coatney, defensive line from their practice squad as well. So. That also helps with the Niners' offense. As I said, they're going to miss some weapons this game. No Mostert, no Wilson, no Debo. But Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed who was great against the Jets um, before he got – well, no, he didn't get injured that game. He was great against the Jets, then he got injured against the Giants, uh, who had an MCL. They thought it was going to be six to eight weeks. I think he got, I was injured. that was week three, and it's week eight now, so that's like five weeks. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to play this Sunday, though, but I do think Coleman's going to play. That's so gonna help the yeah, offense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing Coleman. Uh, his update is a possibility that he might play. Um, will he have a big? Will he have an impactful role? Like, like you were probably talking about, but maybe Tevin, Tevin uh, maybe a Jeff Wilson game. I don't know. I mean, we've seen what Jamichael Hasty can do. Maybe hopefully we get more out of him. Um, Tevin Coleman, I, I hate the spice. I think he's gonna start Sunday. Hasty. Well, that's really gonna fuck up my uh, fantasy team. I have both Jarek McKinnon and Hasty on my team. I do not know who. Yeah. To and they'll start. probably they'll probably just have Coleman do goal line. Yeah, true. I mean, he's a bigger back, uh, but we shall obviously if he does play, we shall see. Um, talking about uh, the offense, Seattle's offense, they will score up and down the field like we we're, were talking about before. They are averaging thirty three point eight points per game, while the Forty Nine er defense. Through seven games, that includes the Miami Dolphin game that we gave up 43 points in. They're still, on average, only giving up 19.4 points per game. And if you take away that one half from Brian Allen, their defense has been... Actually, if you take away that Dolphins game, which was their only bad like defensive performance game, because even against the Cardinals, they played pretty well. They just had you know turnovers. Uh, they had that fourth and goal where they got stopped on the Niners offense. That kind of hurt them there. Um, but in the block punt too hurt the defense as well. Um, but the Niners defense, if you take away the Dolphins game, have been probably, with all the injuries they've had, one of the most impressive units in the whole entire league by far. Because they don't Absolutely. have they don't have Bosa, they don't have Sherman, they don't have Williams, they don't have 
you know, Ford. They don't have Solomon Thomas, who, you know, hasn't done much in his career, but is still, you know, he's a, he's an NFL player, just not a first-round pick as they drafted him. But that's but that's in the past. But with all the injuries they've had, you know, down to their fifth and sixth cornerbacks, um, that defense has been incredible. What? Uh, Emmanuel Mosley is their number two. I know, but I mean, I mean, when he was injured. Right. When they were down to... Um, Akilah Witherspoon and Brian Allen. <laughs> no, it, no, it was Brian Allen and um, Dante Johnson and Akilah Witherspoon, yeah. That wasn't Jesus good. Fuck. But all, all it goes to show that if you have competent corner play, your whole defense plays well. And the Niners have two great corners. I mean, well, they have one great corner and one up-and-coming corner in Manny Mosley. Just for Jason Brett, he's to stay healthy. And he has done it so far, knock on wood. Hopefully he stays healthy for the rest of the season, and they can sign him to a contract because he's one of the he's really good. He was going to be an All Pro before he got injured in lost in San Diego. He's uh-huh. that he was that good, but yeah, he's healthy now. Then when Sherman comes back, you can put you know Verrett. You can have Verrett on the other outside. Have um, you know, Mosley played nickel cornerback. It's going to be really hard once Richard or, Sherman's back. Who's going to be the number two cornerback? If Jimmy Ward's hindered, you just put Sherman in free safety. We have more there, so. Oh, you, you, you just run six DBs, like a nickel. Uh, or dime. Dime, that's what it is. I don't, dime, I don't know about that one guy. You just have, you have, you have <laughs> Tart, Ward, Moore, Sherman, Witherspoon, no, I mean Sherman, fuck. Sherman, <laughs> Verrett, and Mosley. I mean, we'll see. I don't know how it's going to pan out. Obviously, we run that cover three. So, and obviously with Quan Williams coming back. But I do think, no one, though. No one, no one really else outside of Quan Williams and Jamar Taylor, who's played, who played really well last week, played the inside. So Yeah, they have depth. Yeah, the depth is there for sure. Just again, the depth is there. Just no Brian Allen, and they they released Brian Allen. Thank yeah, God. They did. They did. You know, they I feel did. bad for him, but I mean, still make a stop once, just one play, <laughs> just just one little play, measly play, and he couldn't do it. He was he he's probably one of the you know get he yeah he's probably one of the worst 49ers they've ever had. Um, again though, it's not all his fault, but just make up a, a play, like make. Just a deflection. Do something. But well, it doesn't matter now. He's not on the team. He's not on the team anymore, yeah. But, but. Yeah, I mean. They have great corners, great secondary. Just you know, They said to stay healthy. Their defense has been great this year. That's all I have to say. Perfect. Well, some guys to, talk, to keep your eye on. Offensively, obviously, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, their running back, who started off the season pretty hot. Hasn't really done anything since then. And also Greg Olson, their tight end, uh, defensively, all pro, one of the best linebackers in the league, uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, KJ Wright, um, Quentin Dunbar, another corner, Quandre Diggs, but no Jamal Adams still. Um, he was an enforcer, but even with him, I feel like they were still giving up points. So um, we'll see come Sunday. Quentin Dunbar, What's that look in your Quentin Dunbar, I thought he was arrested. He was, but they didn't charge him. Hmm. So he's been playing. He's been playing this whole entire season. So, yeah, Quandre Diggs, no Jamal Adams still. Uh, I think he was still hurt with a groin injury. I haven't seen any update if he's going to play this game at all. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to talk about a little bit about the 49ers and some things. 
Um, the 49ers, like I said before, had destroyed the Patriots last week. They are riding a two-game win streak. Let's make it three. Why not, right? Um, like we were saying before, injuries are still plaguing the 49ers, but still seem to get the best out of their no-name players or people who are just there to help out. Um, again, we talked about how Debo's out for multiple weeks. Not only him, but Jeff Wilson Jr., high ankle sprain. Um, Debo with a hamstring strain. My question is, um, aside from Kittle and Ayuk, offensively, who steps up more for the 49ers in the upcoming week straight? Well, it's going to have to be Kendrick Bourne. He's not done much the past couple games. Um, that's because they had another weapons back. But I think Kendrick Bourne needs to do more. Um, I do wonder now with the injury if they're going to dress Dante Pettis. Um, I'm not I'm not saying that he's going to have anything to do with the offense. But right. they dress him. Um, but to me, the guy who has to do more is Kendrick Bourne. Mm. Yeah, with the Dante Pettis thing, obviously... They were all. They were taking calls. They were calling uh, other teams uh, about possibly trading the, the the former second overall pick in Dante Pettis. But with the injuries, like you just said, will he get dressed, or will they go with someone in the likes of maybe Kevin White, who's still or, in the practice squad? Or my favorite guy, River Craycraft. <laughs> Yo, I think every good team needs one white slot receiver. Niners have two of them. Trent Taylor and Craycraft. Also, oh, also another guy needs to step up. Trent Taylor. I think he's gonna get some playing time. Who? Trent Taylor. I hope so. He hasn't really done much this season. He's they always preach in the offseason that Trent Taylor is the best receiver on the team. Yeah, that's just stupid. George Kittle's on this team. He's the best receiver they <laughs> <to> have. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I, I, I do feel like Kendrick Bourne can be the guy. We've seen him make big catches, especially on third down. Um, why not uh, give the pass the guy the ball more? Um, I love Kendrick Bourne. I'm a big fan of his, so I'd love to see him get more involved as well, With uh, unfortunately, with the injuries happening. Um, with it, well, one other question, uh, another question I put down. Um, will the defense be able to keep up with the high-power offense? What do you think, Jake? I think they're going to sh- – they're not going to shut down the Seahawks offense, but I think they're going to they're going to do the thing that's closest to that, which is they're if gonna, you hold Seattle to if you hold them to twenty points, I was just about to say 20, yeah. 24 points. You should you I should score like, at least thirty against this defense. This defense is bad. Yeah, he scored against yeah. he scored thirty three against the Patriots who have. Who had one of the best defenses in the league up to that point, and you score on them easily. This defense is so bad for the Seahawks that, yeah, I think they're going to score in the high thirties, and it's just about you know, their the Niners bend but don't break defense that they sometimes have against these mobile quarterbacks. Is that they, if they bend but don't break, don't give up a big play. That's yeah. that's I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I think what happened uh, just thinking back back to week one was our third down defense. And that's the that's the biggest time where we lock up all the receivers, and that's when Russell Wilson's going to go out of the pocket and do something. <laughs> it's the matter of getting off on third down and not letting Pause. Russell Wilson use. What did I say? Getting off. I thought I said getting out. No, you said getting off. Pause. Getting off what? No, it was what you said was a pause. Getting off what? Shut up. 
That's what I thought. Getting off the field, exactly. Uh, on third down. So hopefully that happens. Um, I mean, like you just said, the defense is only like I, I like we put down. Defense only giving up twenty points. Obviously, the def- the offense is gonna score, which I don't doubt happening. But it's just a matter of like you said again, the bend don't break defense happening this week. Um, another question. Are you happy how Marcel Harris and Davis Moore have played in the secondary so far? Absolutely. I mean, they played one game and they basically said, they basically, not said, they basically shut down a whole entire offense. Not them specifically, but they played great enough where you didn't hear about them, which is, which is what you don't want to hear about your backups when they're playing. Because if, if they're saying, if they're talking a lot about your backup, that either means this, they're getting demolished offensively. Or they're being, or they're playing bad defensively. So the less you hear about a backup, the better he's playing. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, they're playing some really good uh, ball out there at both safety's positions. Obviously, still without Jimmy Ward, still without Quasi Tart. Um, yet again, it's it's Wednesday. Um, this is the this is like the day where they do start practice. So later in the week, we'll see if they do come back. But as of right now, these guys have been playing their lights out um i do love the way how they play they play fast they play physical um and you like to see out of that out of your safeties for sure maybe create a turnover this week i mean marshall harris has been known to create turnovers he did have that strip against lamar jackson last year pushed the ball took it right off of him um to javius moore he had some big hits in the super bowl last last year and interception and and an interception so i mean they're, they're there they can make plays so um it's just a matter of Let's make a play this week and moving forward in every other game that they play in, for sure. Yep. Lastly, um, the trade deadline is soon. Yep. The same day as the election. For those who don't know, go out and vote November 3rd. If it's either <coughs> mail in your vote before, go drop it off. Mail it before the 3rd. Go out and vote. It's your uh, It's your right to live in America to go out and vote. Um, but it's also the same day as the trade deadline, like I said. My question right. is, will the 49ers make a trade to improve offensively or defensively? Jake? Yep, the trade deadline, most important thing that's happening that day by far. Um, to, to answer your question, though, no, not, I don't think they're going to make a trade. I think the people that get back from IR are going to be the trades they make, basically. Like Coleman and... Coleman and um, Jordan... Reed. Yeah, Coleman and Jordan Reed coming back is like a trade they made without giving up anything. This is coming back from their IR. And Quan Williams is like a trade they made, but he's coming back from IR. God, this is just that just sounds so stupid. But yeah, sure. Yeah, like the trades they make are the guys are getting back. They, I don't think they don't have they have what? Not really a trade, but sure. You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Like an accusation. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you do. It's not that tough. But anyways. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I think that like, I think they're two hundred thousand. Yeah, I think they're two hundred and thirty thousand dollars over the salary cap right now. That's what I saw from David Lombardi, who's a good follow. You should go follow him on Twitter, for those who don't. Um, David Lombardi, they're negative two, or they're, yeah, they're positive $200,000 in cap. So unless they make some big contract restructurings, they're not going to be able to make a trade for anyone. Um, but if there is a guy who should restructure his contract, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll get that later because it's, I think his cap hit's ridiculously high, and if they cut him, it's like $26 million in savings. But they're not going to cut him because they need a quarterback. 
but you can restructure his deal. But that may be something that they do in the offseason. Um, but unless they trade, maybe they if they trade a Jaquiski Tart um, to get some cap space to then make a move for someone else, but that'd be kind of a not that wouldn't really make much sense to do. Uh, but in order to make a trade, they're gonna have to trade some salary off their roster, and to do that, you have to get rid of Tart. But you do have two backups who are really good in um, Marcel Harris and Jonathan Cyprian, who did cause a fumble on that on a kick return. Um, so if you have to trade, if you have to trade someone, it'd be Tart. You get that cap space, so you can make another trade to get like a pass rusher. Um, but if they do make a trade, which they won't, but if they do. It's going to be def- it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, but sorry, I drink water. But Jordan Willis, who they just traded for, is going to add <clears throat> depth to that uh, defensive line, and yeah, I think he has forty four career pressures on like one hundred thirteen snaps, which pressures is turn into sacks for those who don't know. Yeah, which which is like what a third of his rushes are like pressures, um. So maybe they don't have to make a trade, but if they do, it will be on the defensive side of the ball because they had their offensive coming back from injuries too. All right, perfect. Well, that's it for this our recap, or not our recap, our preview of this week's game, week eight, uh, big matchup uh, in the NFC West. Well, let's get into our NFL picks of the week, Jake. It's Halloween week. Our next episode will be on Sunday, which is after the Halloween uh, after the Halloween holiday. But we have some holiday Halloween themed NFL picks this week. Last week, um, James went five and two. Yeah, he went five and two. I went six and one. Would have gone seven and zero if Nick Foles, as I said earlier, if Nick Foles remembered how to play football, but he didn't. So I went six and one. Now. James is 33 and 14. I'm 31 and 16. Lock of the week time. James, what's your lock of the week? I'm taking the Titans over the Bengals. Mm. I'm going out on a limb here. My lock of the week is the Chiefs over the Jets. Moving on. Upset pick of the week. James, what's your upset pick? About all the two powerhouses right now in the NFL. I'm taking the Steelers over the Ravens. Ah, that's a good pick right there. My upset pick of the week. I've been t- I've been taking this team a lot recently in upsets. And Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa is starting his first game ever in the NFL this week against the Los Angeles Rams. Now the Dolphins beating the Rams and going the four wow. and three on the play in the season, and being I think a game back of first place. Moving on, Niners for Seahawks. We both know, we all know who we're who, who we're picking with here, and we're going to be taking the Seahawks. No, I'm joking. We're going to be taking the Niners. Niners. Absolutely. Thursday night football. Battle of Shittingtons. Panthers versus the Falcons. Falcons found another way to lose a game last week. Panthers are three and four, who have played well this season. James, what's your pick? I'm taking the Panthers. Mm, I'm taking the Panthers as well. Moving on. Raiders versus Browns. Raiders lost last week. Browns won, but they did lose Odo Beckham. Browns are five and two. Raiders are four and Raiders are three and three. Three and three. James, what's your pick? I'm taking the dog pound here, taking the Browns. Ah, I'll be taking... That's a good pick right there. I'll be taking the Browns as well. Moving on, Sunday night. I can't believe this is the Sunday night football game, but it is. 
Devin Danucci, or the hell his name is, versus Carson ben, Wentz. Ben. Whatever. Two crops. Cowboys Eagles. James, what's your pick? I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles as well, sadly. Monday Night Football, Bucks versus Giants. Another great game. Bucks are 5-2, best team in the NFC, is what I think. Versus the Giants, who are 1-5. But the Giants win, Eagles lose. The Cowboys will be in first place. But the Giants will be a game, I have a game back of first place if that happens. James, what's your pick, though? I'm taking the Buccaneers. Yep, I'm taking the Bucks as well. Bucks are going to Giants suck. And that is your Week 8 NFL picks. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, those are our picks. Yeah, yeah nice, nice, that's nice. Happy Halloween. Almost Halloween. Absolutely. Now moving on to baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series last night, three to one. Um, to win that series in six games, four to two. Their first title in 31, 32 years, I think. Since '88, um, yeah, thirty-two years, thirty-two years. Thirty-two years, yeah. Um, so Dodgers won. Congrats to them. Um, but the Rays blew this game. Specifically, Kevin Cash blew this game. Uh, he pulled Blake Snell early in the sixth inning. I think he pitched five and two thirds innings with nine Ks. Two soft hits and no walks, but they took him out because the spreadsheet said they took him out because uh, analytics, as analytics, because analytics doesn't want you facing the lineup three times. But the line, the people he's gonna face were zero and six, were zero for six against them with like four strikeouts. So that was a bad decision. And the guy they put in was struggling all playoffs, and he gave it up in about five pitches. I I hated that so much. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, it cost me three hundred twenty-five dollars. <laughs> it didn't cost you three hundred twenty-five dollars. It cost you twenty-five dollars. Well, I would have won three fifty. <laughs> in fake money, in fake money, right? In yeah, fake money. yeah, yeah. We yeah. do live in California, so this is all just for fun and games. Um, but yeah, I really hated that. I really want. I kind of wanted the uh, the race to win. Um, they look like the, I. I just wanted to go game seven. To be honest, I wanted a little more. Uh, I just wanted a little more. Uh, it's true. My Twitch stream popped up. <laughs> I just wanted a little more suspense in this series. Uh, obviously, but Game 6, uh, fuck LA. Um, fuck the Dodgers. Um, I mean, Clayton Kershaw didn't really pitch well at all this whole entire series. Didn't really do jack yeah. shit. He gets a ring. Um, I think he pitched pretty well his last game. No, not compared to, you know, people always compare him to, you know, your favorite pitcher. Um, Tim Lincecum? Yeah, Tim Lincecum, the freak, the GOAT. Um, for those who don't know, he's half Filipino. But to Madison Bumgarner. No Why you one your cares. Eyes at that, Jake? Why you roll your eyes at that? Because he had this, he just had to throw in the half Filipino, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because why not? He is. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about Portuguese people. You're always like that. Why not? Why Ronaldo. Not exactly. Yeah, it goes both ways, huh? Ronaldo has COVID, too. And speaking of COVID, Thanks. Justin Turner got taken out of the game in game what six because of COVID. Then he came idiot. back and touched everyone and kissed the trophy and don't ever do that hand single again. But he kissed a trophy. Well, I'm picking my nose. What are you talking about? You're like. Yeah, what are you talking about? I went like this. To wipe my nose. Anyways, Justin Turner, new segment, Dumbass of the Week. Justin Turner, you're the Dumbass of the Week. Gets taken out for COVID. Has to, not a false positive, by the way. It's actual COVID. They win the World twice. Series. They win the World Series. He comes out, touches everyone, 
high fives everyone, hugs everyone, kisses the trophy. Everyone kisses the trophy. Now everyone's going to have COVID on their team. And that's because of them. Nice. And you didn't yeah, wear nice, a mask. Good one. good one, guys. What a, what a almost, uh, I saw that photo of him kissing his wife while holding the trophy. That was really funny, too. <laughs> Shouts out COVID. Shouts out COVID, guys. Yeah. Shouts out COVID. But yeah, um, anything else to add to the episode, Jake? We do have some NBA news. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The Philadelphia 76ers have hired former Rockets GM. I think he was the GM. He may have been president, whatever. doesn't matter. But he is the um, 76ers' new president of basketball operations. He'll work with Elton Brand. And Elton Brand was an all right GM, not great. He made, that, he made a bad deal for Al Horford. Gave... The wrong guy money didn't sign resign jimmy butler signed tobias harris back but he's going to be the gm but daryl morey's going to be running the show there but daryl morey and doc rivers is a good one-two combo and they're going to be very good which also brings me to wondering if they're going to trade for james harden hmm, that'd be interesting i mean like uh james harden for really ben simmons to what you were saying but Daryl Morey's team was like to shoot threes. Is that what you said? Yep, James Harden. Yep, James Harden for Ben Simmons. You get rid of a guy who can't shoot threes for a guy. Who can't shoot like, threes? Oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah, like, like who shoots choke there? Who shoots a lot of threes and makes them sometimes? So obviously, you to surround John Bead with a bunch of shooters um, on that team right now. Are there any other shooters? No. There is no. And they have no cap room either. So it's basketball; they can make room. Um, but yeah, anything else to add, Jake? No, that's it. Well, thanks for thank you for listening to the BA podcast with your co-host James with Jake, episode one hundred and one. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the BA podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at BA underscore podcast one. Also, like us on Facebook. Follow us on the Spotify app, and also subscribe to us on the podcast app. And also follow us on the SoundCloud app. Yep, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, do it 50 times, again, the system. Well, I learned from being in the industry for over 33 months. We get a top of podcast worldwide. We will take top of podcast sports, sports and recreation. As you know, we shoot for the Stars here Bay podcast. Get us a top of podcast worldwide. Give you a high five to that for today's episode. James? Bye. Bye.